Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Fear not, that's our title of our carol service. It's uh, probably one of the most repeated commands in all of the Bible. In fact, um, some people tell us that there are 365 fear nots or don't be afraid in the Bible, one for every day of the year. There's actually a guy, Lloyd Ogilvy, who wrote a book called Facing the Future Without Fear, and he said there's 366, even one for a leap year as well. And I'm not sure, I've never counted them, um, but uh, I am sure that the repeated mention, however many there are, of the phrase, don't be afraid or fear not, is the evidence that God didn't want humans to live clouded by fear. <clears throat> and um, fear has been part of the human existence from the very beginning. It's from Genesis 3, from Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. Um, sin or fear has been a part of the structure ever since. And uh, everyone, regardless of how brave we are at some time, are afraid of something. I uh, googled this morning to see how many phobias there were, and I discovered there's a phobia website. There you go. And there are over 500 registered phobias listed on that phobia website. There's even a phobia of bald men. So um, <laughs> if you've got that one, you're in trouble. Rick's in the front row as well. So, um, <laughs> um, and there's actually this phobia. I came in this phobia called the phobia, <laughs> which is the fear of developing a phobia. So there we go. And snakes, spiders, you name it, disease, financial setback, heights, old age, grey hair, no hair, rejection, disappointment, um, exposure, being forgotten, on and on we could go, etc., etc. There are so many fears. And even when you turn to the Bible, you find that people um, were filled with fear. Abram, the great father of the nation of Israel was afraid in Genesis 12 and he told a lie. He told a lie that his wife Sarah was his sister so the king wouldn't kill him. He was afraid. He did it out of fear. Jacob, after 20 years of being away from his homeland, decided to go home, but he had a great fear of Esau, Genesis 32, and rightfully so because Esau was marching towards him with 400 fighting men. Moses in Exodus 2, when God called him to go and deliver the people out of bondage, had a great fear for probably the most renowned leader in the world at that time, a fearful man called Pharaoh. And of course, the disciples in Matthew 8 on the storm in the boat were scared out of their wits. They thought they were going to drown. And nothing has changed. People are still caught in the grip of fear. And this is even true during this Christmas season we can see it as well, a time that should be joyous and happy and totally Christ-centered. We have people afraid of not having enough money. Um, we have the stress of meeting everyone's expectations. Will it be okay? Um, we worry over meals. We wonder, will it be hot enough or will there be enough? Or we worry over who will be there and who won't be there. We just seem to fear loads of things today, don't we? Now, I had a 
My mum grew up in Belfast. She um, grew up in the bottom of the Donegal Road in a little street called Devana Street and around the Monarch Laundry. And um, I have many happy memories of being down there as a boy. My granny died when I was very young, so I don't remember her very well, just very, very faintly. But my granny had a sister who we knew, knew as Aunt Sissy. And she became my adopted granny. She was a great lady. I had a great love for her. And many a weekend I spent in her little home. She lived in Falls Water Street in a little two up, two down, um, just uh, off the Falls Road in Belfast. And uh, all the traits of that generation were in that little home, no central heating, just a fire, an open hearth that um, you could try to heat the house with, but the bedrooms, boy, were cold. There was beads between the room and the pantry. I suppose the word pantry gives the age away a little bit. Um, Anybody remember the beads? Um, And then she drunk tea out of a bowl, not out of a cup. And she had an outside toilet in the little backyard with a pot under the bed. And uh, many's a weekend I spent in that home, many's a happy weekend. She was a great lady. She would visit us regular too down in the south shores of Loch Ness. She would be found with us often. And she would come on the train to Lurgan. And then she would get the bus from the train station down to Derryad Corner, which is about a mile and a little bit from our home. And then she would walk to our house Um, On one of her walks to our house from the bus at Dariad Corner, she told us the story that someone began to walk alongside her in the inside of the hedge, in the field on the other side of the hedge. And as she walked along the road, the footsteps would walk on the inside of the hedge. And she was absolutely petrified, so she stopped, and they stopped. And then she started to walk again, and they started to walk again. And then she stopped and they stopped and so on and so on it went. And as she got up the hedge a little bit and knew that she was coming to a gateway, to a gap, she was certain sure that this mystery stalker would jump out uh, to do her harm, only to find when she got to the gap it was a horse. And, um, and then what happened was she heard a voice call her name. Don't worry, it wasn't the horse. Um, she, she heard a, a voice. It's the third service. It's getting like that now, isn't it? Um, um, she heard a voice call her name, and it was my dad. And my dad had walked to meet her and um, found her trembling with fear. Now, I remember as a boy, she would, I would say to my Aunt Sissy, tell me the story about the horse, Aunt Sissy. And so she would tell me the story of the horse. I loved hearing it, heard it hundreds of times, I'm sure. It never got old. But I remember as she finished the story, she would always finish the story with this little line. She would say, son, I was never so glad to hear your father's voice. I was never so glad to hear your father's voice. What we fearful humans need is to hear the voice of the father. One word from him is able to expel all fear and one word from him is able to eliminate all worry. And uh, we know according to our videos tonight and according to the songs tonight, that there were three angelic messengers sent to do with the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. 
And each time these uh, angelic visits brought big news, which um, troubled the hearts of the hearers, but were packed, when they were unfolded, they were packed with eternal hope and joy. And I call them the, and each one of them was labeled with a fear not. And I've called them the fear nots of opportunity. Um, let's look at them really quickly, just for a few minutes. The fear not of human impossibility. The fear not of human impossibility. Fear not, he said to Mary, you have found favor with God. You will become pregnant in our language and give birth to a child. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you. When Gabriel appears to Mary, um, historians like Josephus um, tell us that she was probably in around 14 or 15 years old. She had probably grown up dreaming the same romantic dreams that girls have dreamed since the dawning of time. Um, dreams of marriage and home and family. And she's engaged to this legend called Joseph, who seems to be a, a steady Eddie, who um, is a, a got a little business going and everything seems to be okay. And she's about to be married. And according to the text, she has maintained her sexual purity. And not only that, she's had maintained her spiritual purity. And she's living a good life before the Lord. And that's when this angel appears. The second one, I call it the fear not of obedience. The fear not of obedience because Joseph's not sure what to do now. Um, and this angel appears and says to him, fear not to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Joseph, like Mary, was on his way to having all that a Jewish man could have asked for on that day. He was about to be married to a pure, virgin, righteous Jewish girl. Everything was falling into place. And then came the news that shattered his life and brought all his hopes and dreams crashing to the ground with a, Mary was pregnant and he wasn't the father. And uh, with dreams shattered and hopes dashed and pride lost, his life seemed over. And um, we have all been in similar situations. And uh, you thought you had everything lined up and everything planned out pretty well. And then something happened that wasn't in your plan. We heard Heather's video at the start. Very powerful. Not in her plan. Wasn't in her agenda. If she was writing the book, um, like all of us have chapters in her book, if she was writing that book, she would have left that chapter out. But um, it was there. And uh, Joseph pondered what to do about this situation, and God sent an angel to tell Joseph that he was about to gain more than he'd got to lose, which I love. And uh, Joseph finds out that he is the man chosen to raise the Son of God. He finds out that he's been handpicked by God to provide Jesus with a physical home and with spiritual training. And sometimes um, the Lord's assignments are costly, but they always pay back more than they require from us. I'll say that again because it's important. Sometimes the Lord's assignments are costly, but they always pay back far more than the, they require from us. So we have the fear not of human um, impossibility to Mary. We have the fear not of obedience to Joseph. And then we've got the fear not of salvation to a bunch of shepherds. Fear not, for I bring you good news that I will cause great joy to all people, these men, these shepherds, as you heard in our story, were the social outcasts of the day. They were also 
um, religious outcasts, the virtue, the very virtue of their job. They were defiled and considered unfit, unfit to participate in any of the temple ceremonies. And um, if any man ever needed hope, these men needed hope. And guess what they got? They got the hope of the world. These outcast keepers of the lambs are the first to receive the news that the actual lamb of God had come into the world. What a privilege to be afforded to these humble shepherds. I wonder why were they afraid? Well, it's easy to know why they're afraid because sinners have always displayed fear when they're confronted with the reality of God because coming face to face with the Almighty has a way of making one face their own sin and that's a true cause of fear, um, which is a good side to it that leads us to repentance, which is very important. And so the good news tonight as we come to the conclusion um, of our carol service. We have a couple of songs, and that's us. But as we come to the conclusion, can I say to you that God is doing what he's done for 2,000 years? He's calling you tonight, and he's calling you to come to him. And there is no way he would ever turn you down. It's not his will that any should perish, the Bible says, but that all should come to repentance and live. There's a great wee verse in John 6, 37, and Jesus is the speaker, and he says, all the Father, all those who the Father gives to me um, will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never turn away. One of the versions says, I will never drive away. Very powerful. And then the beauty is when you come to him, he, he just doesn't leave you as you are. He has the, he has the power to, to forgive you and he's the power to change your life. He's the power to make you do what you never thought you could do. He's the power to make you be what you never thought you would be. I was um, speaking at the Holy Spirit weekend the night Barry gave his life to the Lord. He was sitting just down there. And I remember when I opened the floor for an appeal, his hand shot up. I'll never forget that night. I was here the Friday night that Joel on the video gave his life to Jesus with 11 other young people. Pretty awesome moments where God gives um, people the power to change their lives. These people are testimonies that their lives are different. They've changed um, because um, Paul writes to the church at Corinth in 2 Corinthians 5.17 and he tells us, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, and the new is here. And so here's the truth of it tonight. He can take your fear and your hopelessness and turn it around for his glory if you will allow him the opportunity to do so. So if there is fear in your heart tonight, bring it to Jesus. If there is sadness in your heart, bring it to Jesus. If there is fear over sin and hell, bring it to Jesus. If there's disappointment and disillusionment over the trials of life, bring it to Jesus. Are there burdens too heavy to bear? Bring it to Jesus. Is there brokenness and despair? Bring it to Jesus. Is there failure and defeat? Then bring it to Jesus. Whatever it is that's causing you fear tonight, bring it to Jesus. And maybe, just maybe today, as we come to Christmas 23, is the day that you need to say with the words of my old Aunt Sissy, 
I was never so glad to hear the Father's voice. His voice is still the same, and he still says the exact same thing. All who come to me will have life. He says, um, I will not treat you as your sins deserve or repay you according to your iniquities. Psalm 103.10. He said, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew 11.28. He will say, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall, not might, not maybe, but you shall be saved. This is the incredible thing. And his words are ringing clear today like the angels of old 2,000 years ago. Fear not. I love one of the verses that Jesus is quoted to say. He said, Fear not, little children, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Let's pray. The girls are going to come and finish us with a song. They're going to sing a song and um, which um, we'll... Uh, sit with and then we'll do a congregational song to finish Father thank you for your word tonight thank you for the power of these songs tonight thank you for the people in this room with the crowd this size there are all kinds of situations and hurts and disappointments and and as every face differs as we often say so does every situation and tonight we cry out to you father on behalf of everyone in this room and if there be those in the room that have never settled the matter like barry and joel talked about tonight they've never got right with christ that they've never repented of their sins and accepted jesus christ as their lord and savior god would this be the night wouldn't this be the greatest christmas present ever tonight in our carol service to turn to the Lord the one who will never drive you away so God may that be our portion tonight may that be our song if you are considering tonight or if God has been speaking to you tonight we would love to chat to you Rick and I are up at the front along with our team please don't go please um, especially now this is the final service so we have all evening and we'd love to chat we can't save you but we can certainly point you to one who can and we'd love to be able to do that so um, consider that please as we worship and finish off we hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast for more information about our church and all that we do please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk